0: You're listening to Gay Men's Podcast, g News. I'm your host, Michael Roberts. On today's episode, we look into a study that reveals gay and transgender women are less likely to survive cancer. We talk about Juneteenth and more on this June 19th, 2020 episode of Gay Men's Podcast, G-Pod News. Welcome, welcome. It is June 19th, 2020. Uh, the fifth week of relaxation on restrictions in my area, kind of. I mean, a lot of people are being fired or quitting over the use of masks, which I still think is stupid. I mean, selfish. Whatever, that's my opinion. Anyways, day 96 of my physical distancing. Um, This just in... Uh, Washington, senators on Friday announced legislation to make Juneteenth a widely observed holiday that marks the federal order to free slaves in Texas on June 19, 1865, a national holiday. So again, uh, what is Juneteenth? Well, Juneteenth is the oldest known celebration honoring the end of slavery in the United States. It's an official Texas holiday and an unofficial holiday in the U.S., unless this legislation does pass. On June 19, 1865, Union General Gordon Granger led thousands of newly named federal troops, prior Union Army, to Galveston, Texas, to announce the end of the Civil War and the end to slavery. Um, Of course, this is really important because slavery ended with the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, but due to the Civil War and not having enough soldiers to enforce and inform new laws, it took the new federal soldiers two months and ten days after the end of the Civil War to officially end slavery in the United States, giving us Juneteenth. You may be asking why it took so long the Union State had already outlawed slavery in 1863 and due to the Civil War, states like Texas on the western territories of the young United States were the hardest to enforce due to its westernmost location, dwindling federal soldiers, or as they were known, Union soldiers, to enforce new laws and as well as fight in the Civil War. The Civil War ended April 9th 1865. With dwindling troops and a long journey ahead, General Gordon Granger finally reached Javiston, Texas, informing everyone the Civil War has ended and slavery was abolished. On this day, June 19th, 1865. So that's kind of the history of Juneteenth. Now oh, Why do we need to celebrate it? Well, hello. Um, The end of slavery is a big thing. Now, again, there's just so much to this. I mean, yeah, we had the Emancipation Proclamation. And it tied into the Civil War tremendously. Um, And, of course, the Civil War didn't uh, end until April 9th of 1865. So, and you have to look back then. You know, there was no planes, I mean, as much as, uh, you know, Trump wants to think that there was aircraft in the 1800s and, you know, stuff like that, there was no major way to send a whole bunch of troops to, you know, Texas or to the western portion of the United States. Remember, Texas was the western portion at that time. So um, you have to remember also uh, uh, after 1863, that was kind of the start of the Civil War, Um, the Union Army uh, or will be known as the um, Federal Troops or the Federal Army, uh, was in a war. So they couldn't enforce laws in a whole bunch of uh, territories. Um, They had dwindling numbers. They did not have enough soldiers. uh, Even though that the uh, North, the Union, did abolish slavery, the South... You know of course was continuing to have slaves um, which is another reason why you know there's this issue with the Confederate flag um, so this is kind of why we celebrate uh, Juneteenth a lot of us have not known the history of Juneteenth we probably just heard about it and had to Google it um, there is a long story behind it Um, there's a lot more stories with it, including, you know, um, some really bad history, um, with June 19th and killing of slaves and killing of former slaves because they didn't want to release their slaves. There's a lot of stuff that kind of contributed to that as well, which we do have to remember. Now, again, a lot of us grew up and not known this. We weren't taught this. We weren't in school uh, on June 19th, usually, um, so we didn't really know this. We might have known slavery and U.S. history and stuff like that. and It might have came up in your U.S. history class, but it wasn't really broadly talked about. Now, in my case, I think I've learned more about June 19th in my anthropology class in college than I did any other time. Now, my parents did uh, celebrate, uh, you know, um, a lot of non-national history and they always told us you know um, of you know how slavery was abolished and how great it was and all that stuff but it really took a light by me taking an anthropology class um, because my anthropology teacher which I've taken I think I took, took all her classes there's one anthropology class that I did not take with her Because she wasn't teaching it at that time. Um, But she was really into knowing everything about the history. Not just what the history books tell or do not tell. But the actual stories. I think that gave me a glimpse into um, uh, Juneteenth or June 19th. um, Which does have a couple of other names as well. But this does mark the day of celebration for the end of slavery it wasn't the actual date to end slavery again we had a whole war about it um but this was the official last um area galveston texas to be told that slavery was abolished so when we return we're not going to do a question of the date today i don't have time when we return we're going to be talking about um if my uh, thing will go in. I know I have to take a break. Um, gay and transgender woman, women are less likely to survive cancer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Gay Men's Podcast, g News. So, in a uh, article in cancer gay and transgender women in America are more likely to have lower cancer survival rates than their counterpart. Now, in this uh, article, of course, in Cancer, um, they found women who are sexually, are sexual minorities, were more likely not to have health insurance as well as have a personal doctor and they also avoid uh annual uh, checkups compared to their male counterparts. Now, men of all sexual orientations had similar access to care in response to insurance status, and then also they are more likely to have a personal doctor and an annual visit. So it's a little bit different with uh, LGBTQ women. Um, Again, their shortfall is access to care. as well as uh, not having a personal physician that they can see annually, uh, which means less likely to catch cancer at in a timely rate. Now, this was a very interesting uh, article because it did list a whole bunch of differences in LGBTQ plus women and LGBTQ plus men. Now, it's kind of shocking, and this is kind of why I'm bringing this on uh, Gay Men's Podcast, because, of course, you know, we have lesbian viewers, and um, we have lesbian friends. So, um, it's important for us to make sure that their health is okay, too. We don't want to overstep, because, you know, um, lesbians can be aggressive. I'm just kidding. But, um, no, honestly, uh, due to, you know, how the health system works, um... Lesbian, transgender women uh, do have uh, less health insurance or no health insurance compared to gay and bisexual and transgender men. Um, Also, mental health. Now, mental health, uh, due to health, uh, is dwindling in both populations. Um, However, men, it's not gay men anyways. It's not just as much as it is in uh, gay LGBTQ plus women so the whole point of this is to kind of get you um, involved in what's happening with our health system now it's kind of weird to hear this and right now we are in an era where health insurance is mandatory now but a lot of us can't afford it. We can afford the fine for not having insurance more than we can actually afford the monthly, um, you know, uh, cost of insurance. Now, with that said, I'm going to go on a tangent here. A lot of companies love to advertise on my Facebook page where it's only $5 a week to have you know health insurance, but then you put in your numbers and you're ending up going to have to pay $300 a month, which is way more than the uh, whatever they charge. I think it's like 600 bucks now um, for the fee for not having health insurance, the tax for not having health insurance, which is bad because... I'm not saying to tax this more because I don't have any money. I can't even pay. My god, we're all out there. We all know what's happening with money right now. So this disturbs me in two ways. One, um, it's really disturbing to see that LGBTQ plus women are having harder times than LGBTQ plus men um with healthcare. I thought it would be a little bit different. I thought it'd be switched around. Um Especially in our community where we're still afraid to tell our healthcare professionals that we are gay um, or we are lesbians. Now, in an article published by um, Outpost, lesbians are more um, open about their sexuality than men. So this could play a key part too, is that they're more open to tell their physicians that they are lesbians. Which could create a little bit of tension because we all know how the world is right now. Uh, So, again, this is really disturbing. Um, Health insurance, if you're a lesbian, you're more likely to not have health insurance compared to men. Um, And also, you're less likely to have a physician that you constantly see. So what can lesbians, LGBTQ uh, uh, women, um, do to to kind of fix this situation? Now... I, tr- I looked around at healthcare centers for LGBTQ people, they're, they're, they're broad, um, I noticed that their programs for women are not as intensive as their programs for men. Now most of these places do, you know, mostly HIV prevention and stuff like that, but they do also do other things like checkups. Um, testicular cancer keeps on popping up. There's nothing about, um, you know, breast cancer or any other type of cancers that you see more broad in women than you do in men. And I say women and men in a medical way. I don't mean to say, you know, what you identify as. I'm just trying to make this clear for this podcast, but it's very, informative to know that you know even in the lgbtq world where we do have health organizations just for us that there is not a lot of women um lgbtq women's um you know health programs so maybe that's something that we can fix uh in our own community but also Maybe what we can do is check on our, you know, our our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ women's category. Um, I don't like to overstep, but, you know, my sister's a lesbian and I overstep all the time. But I think because she's my sister, I ask her if she gets checked up and she doesn't get checked up. It's easier to talk to her um, her fiance uh, because I think she's more open um about talking about that thing and we talk about health stuff all the time so i try to make sure that she's getting checked up and she has kids too so she gets checked up all the time having my sister do it is kind of different and it has to do with you know she's probably because she's my sister and she hates me but also to do with you know she's more independent and she doesn't like to be told stuff and you know i do it out of the kindness of my heart but um things have to change. We have to make sure that, you know, they're getting as much care as we can get um, as possible. And I think that we might have to do something with uh, the healthcare industry anyways, because I'm telling you, I have one doctor for my cancer, but I don't have a primary care physician for anything else. Uh, My my cancer doctor uh, specializes in um, stomach tumors and stuff like that. So, you know, that's what she does and she can't do anything else uh, with that. But um, other than that, you know, I have to see a primary care physician, which I don't go to a doctor because it's expensive. I go to an urgent care if I really, 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 really have to. Um, And I'm thinking, you know what? The only th- thing different with me is I can get a primary care physician. Again, I'm not an LGBTQ woman, so I don't know if it's harder for them. It looks like it is harder for them, um, so I just can't, you know, relate to that. But it's disturbing to hear that, you know, um, due to the fact that they can't get insurance. They're having a harder time getting insurance. They're having a harder time you know, finding a primary care physician for, you know, one primary care physician and getting checkups. It, it, it's disturbing. So, anyways, uh, this came out of a Cancer Magazine. Um, if you want to read the article, there will be a link somewhere on the page. Make sure you check up on all your friends to make sure that they're healthy. It's always uh, good to ask if, you know, they're feeling okay and things like that. And, you know, we should have more open discussions on health-related issues in our uh, community because we get affected by a lot lot of stuff, and we should be more caring about each other. And sometimes it is overstepping boundaries, but it does show that you care. So I think that's going to be it for the show way over time here. Um, If you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you can at Gay Podcast. Uh, You can go to GayPodcasts.com, that's G-A-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S.com, to find out what platforms we're on, to submit questions, and stuff like that. If you want to phone in your question, you can at 949-783-8514, extension 4, or text your question to 949-783-8514. Standard text message rates do apply. I apologize for my voice today, I actually lost my voice, uh, you know, uh, a couple days ago. I'm not going to get into detail, but thank God we have microphones that can turn up, you know, uh, treble um, and turn down a bass so it doesn't sound like I'm deeper than what I am. So if it does sound deeper, I apologize. I'm not actually listening to the recording. I was just public- I can't listen to myself. Anyways, you guys have a nice Friday. Have a happy weekend. Happy Juneteenth. Be positive, guys. Bye, guys.